0: Welcome to today's Conduit Leadership Podcast. My name is Jerry Bierman, owner-operator of Learning Glass. i got my buddy on, Rick Meyer. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Jerry. So these topics just seem to get lighter and lighter week to week. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and again, I'm just going to, I'll let you run with this one because it's, it'll be a layup for you. Um, Thanks, top, Jerry. <laughs> the topic's discernment. And I'll give you a quick, uh, it's, a, it's a great word, the uh, I did a quick Google search and it says the de- the definition is the ability to judge well And I'm thinking about young leaders or older leaders, um, people in our charge, your ability to judge well as a leader and then um, leading others and their ability to judge well. so obviously we've got a very tight window this morning to discuss it. What are some of the what are the, some of the first thoughts that come to your mind as you're Uh, If you were trying to provide another person with uh, some insight on discernment and how to develop it. Well, thinking about
1: that idea of, you know, someone's ability to judge well presupposes that we all have a filter through which we put um, stimulus that come our way and then make a judgment and then with our response. So I think a question beneath the question is what is that filter that we put those stimulus or those things that come our way uh, in order to make those judgments. And it reminds me, I heard a podcast once with Jeff Ruby on it and he talked about making decisions with his head and his heart and his gut. And he needed a two out of three to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And so this interesting consideration of, you know, if, if you are judging um, between something, if you're trying to make a decision decision if you're using uh discernment um that that filter of of what it looks like that and what what influences your decision um what are those things that you that you do use um so jerry my question for you is if you could think about do you use your head heart and gut or is there a different is there a different uh filter through which you make decisions
0: yeah, well, and, and I'm taking notes as you're talking, because I'm thinking one of the things that was taught to me, um, and it goes back to Stephen Covey, could be quoted probably every week on this, but, you know, the whole seek first to understand versus, you know, to be understood. And and that requires you to, to you're, again, going back to your filter as you're talking, that you're engaged with somebody else, is for me not to be thinking about what I'm going to say next, but actually listening to... Uh, what the, the words that somebody's saying, uh, the tone of voice that they're saying it. And if I'm face-to-face, their body language, you know? So going back to Ruby's comment, I think, you know, I think as you're trying to hear them, what the message is, if I'm face-to-face, I'm watching, you know, I'm listening to your words, I'm listening to your tone of voice and I'm watching your body language. And those three indicators allow me to filter the message to, um, to understand, to try to understand, um, you know, the, the message that you're intending to deliver to me. And that understanding allows me to have better discernment in how I respond.
1: Yes. And I, I would, I would, that makes me think of, um, Patrick Lencioni is hung, humble, hungry, and smart. And by smart, I feel like he's trying to say is exactly what you said, your ability to see through what someone's saying in order to get to really what they're saying. Um, yeah. And I, I really try to do this with my kids and also our employees, you know, someone comes to us and is complaining about this or that, or, um, my kids, you know, you know, are feeling a certain way. It's like, okay, what is, what is the reason you're, you're, you're acting out right now, but that's not just because you want to be mean and nasty. Uh, there's something else going on there. So when you say this stuff, I feel like there's there's different reasons. So trying to really be smart, to your point, and, and trying to discern what people are truly communicating, then I think we can give a more appropriate answer.
0: Yeah, and, and, it, and it, you know, us, you and I being in the remodeling business, it works with people. And then it works with the craft. Like one of the things I was talking to our staff about uh, on our money in our, in our Monday morning huddle is having discernment when you're walking into somebody's house, like what does their garage look like? What is their, mm. you know, what is, what's the level of detail that is important to them in their house? And you're going to be held to that standard when you install the shower glass, like, you know, it, it shouldn't be a surprise, like we call them highly discerning clients, you know, the, the clients that if you have a fingerprint smudge on the glass, they're going to see it. That shouldn't be a surprise. By the time that we're installing glass at somebody's house, we've had one of our guys on the phone with the client, one of our guys show up to template the space, and then the third team shows up to install it. So you've had, in our case, at least three engagements that you know this person is highly discerning. Um, and so, and you're the same way you're, I'm there three times or talking to the client three times, you're talking to them, you know, you might be in their house for three months or six months. Mm-hmm. And so when your staff says something like, well, I didn't know they were going to be so particular. It's like, how did you not know? Look at, look at everything else around them. And I think, again, it goes back to the, the, the lens that if you're just, whether it's you're dealing with some person or you're dealing with a craft. If you're inward focused, you're just concerned about yourself. It's very difficult to have discernment because you're, you're, you're not aware of, um, other people and other things.
1: Yeah. I think that's a good point. And an awareness, I feel like is is part of the whole, the whole formula here on how to, uh, discern message as well. And and I almost feel like discernment has a, I don't know if this is true, but almost a kind of a level of of wisdom to it to where, you know, you can just go around observing stuff, but to discern something, I feel like has that extra level of, of, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe that's the not just using your head to make a decision, but your heart and your gut, Mm -hmm. you know, to really to understand it, to, 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 Absorb it and and swish it around and and see how it you know feels and then uh, and then go from there. So I feel like the more more you can use that type of uh, judgment process, discerning process, I think the better the better you'll be with uh, making those smart decisions.
0: Yeah, and a lot of that you know we we talk about wisdom a lot, and you know wisdom is something that is you know. It is developed over time, and um, you know many times when I'm talking to younger leaders, and, and you're saying, "Hey, did you notice? Um, did you notice these three things? These three indicators?" And the the leaders, the young leaders that are more aware, like they've got their peripheral vision, they're more aware of what's going on uh, of some of the subtleties around them. So it's awareness, and I'm making a note of that, awareness of subtleties. And mm-hmm. some, people, some people just aren't aware. I mean, they just, they're, they've got blinders on and they're just moving through life. And um, I, I find those individuals that have those blinders on, um, would my, my knee-jerk reaction would be they would lack discernment because they, they don't, it's almost like a blind spot, Rick. They don't, they don't even see it. And so, um, you know, having leaders in your life that will point those things out, I think is really important. And, and it takes time, Rick. Like you gotta, for, you to, for me to lead well, I gotta stop what I'm doing, my task, and I gotta engage somebody else and say, hey, did you notice these two or three indicators? Were you, were you aware of these subtle little indicators? Um, and that helps you with your discernment. Yeah, I agree. And, and to your earlier point around self, I think it's
1: really hard to have good discernment when you are over <laughs> whelming thoughts are concerned just about you and what you want or, or how you look at the situation. So to remove yourself from, um, things that come your way and, and again, look at it from a kind of a, a third party perspective. Um, a neutral third-party perspective, I think is the best way to really discern messages that come your way.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Any other, I mean, this is a, again, it's a heavy topic. I mean, you know, to say somebody gets it and somebody doesn't get it isn't fair. Um, You know, obviously the older you are, people get more set in their ways. Um, But how important do you think it is to enlist the help of other leaders in this area? Like, if you and I work together um, and I said, hey, Rick, will you, will you uh, help me pay attention to subtleties um, and, you know, help coach me on, you know, expanding my peripheral vision um, and, and being a more, more aware, more other aware, I, I, don't, I don't know that anybody's ever, I don't know that I've ever asked somebody that another leader to help me with that or is I don't think anybody's ever asked me that either, but yeah. go ahead.
1: Yeah. That's a, that's a, uh, again, that's a high level <laughs> position of humility and, and, and desire to grow. Um, but I, 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 I do definitely think it's, it's valuable to invite others into the process and again, help you see blind spots and, and even just walk through, you know if two people are in the same room and a message comes your way it's like okay what let's discern this together how did you read that what do you feel what decision would you make and why and yeah. you know here are what, what are other possible solutions or, or um ways that this message could be uh yeah. communicated and maybe it's different than what you're thinking so and another's yeah. perspective is always helpful
0: for sure. And the, 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 the idea that just popped in my head that I probably should have started with is like, what are your company values or what are your family values? Like we've got on our on our wall um, at the office. These are the values that we hire to and hold people accountable to. And, uh, you know, if we were to fire somebody that we would fire them because they don't embrace those values. And so, you know, if you have if you have your values listed, um and everybody on your team knows the, your values, then you, you have the opportunity to say to your teammate, hey, Rick, make a decision uh, for that client without the compromise of those values, or conversely, make a decision that supports those values. right?" So mm-hmm. I think that helps for judgment. Like when, when your staff comes to you and they're like, hey, Rick, I don't know what to do about thus and such. Then you could say, well, go to the values of our company, our company values, and then come up with two or three solutions that don't compromise or that do support those values and let me know what they are. That, that has proven to be the best way for me to train young leaders uh, within our organization.
1: Yeah. And I mean, what you're doing is you're giving them that filter through which you want them to judge situations through. Yeah. So that's super helpful.
0: That's a good point. So if they've got their own filter or you're providing them a filter, one of the filters that you can yeah. your company is your company values. That's great. Yeah. yeah good reminder. Sure. Good reminder, Rick. All right, my friend. Well, that's good. I, I appreciate your insight. It's good stuff this morning. Thank you once again.